0: Welcome back to Talking Talmud. I'm Anne Gordon here with my friend and chavruta Yerdena Asband. Our daf of the day, Masachet Bava Daf Bet, page two. With Bava Daf two, page two. We start Seder Nizikin. Uh, it is a long seder. It is about civil law. It is about Bava in particular. It's about torts and damages and all kinds of things that are really, really different from everything we've seen before, except for when on occasion other topics veered into Nizikin topics. So, And the same thing will happen here as well. Of course, some of the Nizikin topics, Nizikin literally meaning damages, will veer into other arenas of halacha, of course, because that's how the Gemara works. Uh, I want to note that the reason it's called Bavakama, Bavakama literally means the first sha'ar, the first gate. So there's baba Bavametsia, and batra, the first gate, the middle gate, and the end gate. And that's because this Masechet is the first third of three of, a. let's say it this way, there was Masechet Nizikin, it was very long, 30 chapters, and with a great deal of commentary and everything like that. So they divided it into three. And the other place this kind of division takes place is in Masechet Kalim, but we don't really spend much time on that because, um, because we don't really have Talmud Bavli on that. But here we do. Um, and Bavakama is known as Bavakama and everybody doesn't know, like nobody refers to it as Nizikin per se, except for that it's in Seder Niziki the damages, um, with the first parak, with the first daf, we end up with a real, I would say basic, um, introduction to damages that are caused by property as compared to, let's say, if a person harms another person with their own physical body. Um, And we'll discuss all of this over the coming pages. Um, I should note that this is, you know, perhaps where we get the most interesting intersection of civil law and religious law, because the religious law and the civil law is religious law, right? Like all of these things are, are the same kind of thing that would be found in any, I don't know what, Western legal system. You have to pay attention to what happens if one person's, property damages another person's property and who has the right to what compensation and so on and it doesn't sound very it doesn't sound like ritual it doesn't sound you know like the holy temple type of things although that will pop in of course um and yet right it's still a matter of religiosity the verses that pertain to the really to the beginning of Kama are found in the book of exodus chapter 21 starting with verse 28 and going really through the end Well, to 36, 28 to 36. And then we have a little bit more tagged on from Shmote 22, Exodus 22, verse four and five. And that gives us, meaning the the basis of our civil law here with property, damaging property is found in the Torah, um, you know, specifically in the passages of the Torah that are civil law. Um, And I'm gonna, I could go on and on about Baba Kama for a long time because it happens to be something, uh, if I had a favorite masachet, If I were willing to acknowledge a favorite masachet, it might well be this one. Part of why I like it is, as you'll see here, when you're Dana, you take over the Mishnah, um, it's very organized and it's very um, both practical and conceptual at the same time. So it provides us with basically the rubric and the framework of a legal system. And I think that that is, you know, or it's not just me that thinks this, right? It is essential. And therefore, learning how it is both set up and then how it is applied, I find to be fascinating and important. Um, And we understand from it, you know, all different categories of damages that, you know, honestly, I hope it never happens, right? Um, But still, this does happen in the world. I should note also that there's a really big difference between damages, like one who is um, liable for damages, and one who has is guilty of sin, right? We've talked, especially in Moed, but also, you know, here and there, we've talked about when you violate a law, what is your punishment? Do you need to bring a korban Khatat? Do you need to make atonement to God for the sin that you have done? In this case, we're largely talking about things that are, I would say, unfortunate and need a legal framework to address, but it's not really the the realm of sin. Uh, and, and that's an important distinction, I think, um, especially when some of these things do verge into sin, we'll we'll see that. Um, okay, Yodana, I think over to you.
1: All right, so I'm going to get started with the first Mishnah, uh, which begins as follows, Arba'a Nizikin. So there are four primary damagers, is how we would translate this. Now, the word avot should remind you of our discussion of Shabbat, which is exactly what the Gemara is going to get into. Uh, and it, these are the four primary damagers uh, uh, types of damagers that Bavakam is going to discuss, as opposed to how we use it with Shabbat, the Avot Malachot, the 39 primary types of prohibited labor on Shabbat. And so, what are they? Hashor, the ox, the habor, the pit, the mave, the mave, the hahev and the fire. And what we're going to see as the Gemara discusses them is these, these are sort of like four prototypical types of the way damages happen um, and so the Gemara, the mission now is going to sort compare and contrast these before they actually say what they are right right the ox is not the, like the the uh, the and the mavet is not like the ox below z and neither this nor that, the ox or the maveh, which are living things, kaharei are like the fire, which is not a living thing. low are And neither this nor that, the ox, the maveh, and the fire, which go for, in other words, they walk, they, they, they cause damage as they sort of move along. Kaharei are not like the pit, which doesn't move, right? A pit is just there, it's stationary. And then finally, the Mishnah says, um, So what is it that these all have in common? Is that all of them are things that are common to cause damage, and the obligation is upon the owner to watch them to make sure that they do not cause damage. And when they do do damage, the owner of the dam, right, of the damager, that's the mazik. This is a term that we're going to see uh, a lot, right? This is the person who owns the item that caused the damage, right? It's the damager, has to make payment for the damage with the choices of land, okay? So in other words, the the, the mazik basically chooses uh, which of his best quality land he's going to make payment from. And so that's essentially our opening uh, our opening Mishnah, uh, that, you know, that, that kicks off Bava Now the Gemara initially is going to get into a discussion about this concept of Abod and Tolado, right. Which we saw with Shabbat, right. The idea of having a primary category and then having these subcategories. Um, and in particular, most of this discussion and even going on to, uh, Tamar's DAF is going to, uh, be around a a a a line that Republic gives about them, uh, basically saying that uh, what the Gemara first wants to try to figure out is are a vote and taladot, like what's their connection between them? How are they connected with each other? Because we know in Shabbat they are, um, and then they have this statement that Republic is going to make later on, where he says, "I'm a Rapa, Yesh mehen kayotse bahem, v'yesh um, mehen lav kayotse bahem. That there are some of these subcategories, some of the Toledo to the damagers that are similar to an op, to its op, to its primary damager. And then there are some that are not. Um, and this is essentially sort of the major discussion that's going to take place for the rest of this staff and uh, in tomorrow's staff as well, is trying to understand this statement of Rapapa. And it basically is gonna go through, you know, sure. Uh, you know, it's going to go through every part of the shore, every part of the board, and say, okay, what are the toladot What's the ab? What's the tolada? How do, exactly do we explain this? We'll see how they resolve this actually uh, tomorrow. But there's one thing that I want to just uh, point out here, which I think is very interesting, um, which is the, the Gemara sort of goes through here. Um, it, it want, it, it's going to give the sources, right? Where do we see in Tanakh, right? What are the actual sources? for Karen. Karen is the idea of goring, right? Of taking, uh, of a horn. Um, and then also it discusses Shane, which is the tooth and then Regel. And so the idea here is right. We'll just read here. There's a Bryce here. A avanan, Gimel avot nimru that when it comes to shore, there are three primary damagers, right? Three ways that the shore, that the ox can cause damage either with the ox's horn, with the ox's tooth, or with the foot. And the thing to pay attention to here is that what the Gemara is going to show is that each of those sort of really describe like a particular uh, different aspects of how damage actually gets, you know, how damage actually gets done, right? So I know I didn't read a lot of the Gemara here. I wanted to kind of give an overview of what they do, right? First trying to decide what the relationship is between Av and Tolada. Now they're going to explore, you know, this statement of Rapapa. But just, there's a couple of interesting things here that I just want to point out, you know, and one that I want to focus on is that specifically with Shane, right? One of the emphases is with, with with the idea of using a tooth, right? What does that mean? That the animal is eating. Shane Yesh yeshana lehez, le, lehezekah. Uh, the idea that there is some type of gratification, there's some type of benefit that the animal gets um, while it's doing that action that causes, uh, that causes the damage, right? So in other words, if you're eating, uh, the animal benefits from eating, or if it scratches it back against something, um, and that's very different than what happens with uh, Karen. That's very different than what happens with uh, regel, which is, you know, just any type of like kicking, walking, trampling that happens with the leg itself. So I thought that was like a very interesting concept, right? Uh, To have that one of the categories specifically that the animal, the idea is is it's damage that's done because that action is something that is of benefit to the animal. And you're going to see, they're going to play around with these different categories of Karen, regel and Shane and sort of try to figure out, what types of actions fought with the Talada of each of those broader categories. So it's sort of like, if you were going to map this out, it's like you have the category of shore, then underneath shore, you have Karen, Shane, and Bregel. And then underneath each of those, right. Are the, you know, are the other, uh, uh, are, are other subcategories of what those actions actually could, could comprise. of. Yeah. I
0: think that, um, I think that categorizing the damages, the way of damage is particularly interesting i think also there is and maybe we should just you know address this head on there's a stereotype i guess right like that the gamara is filled with like oh my goodness an ox the gores is another ox and it sounds like you know so dry and that kind of thing right and i feel like it's important to recognize that the ox that gore another ox is really a very very unusual rare circumstance and it's not considered normal it's considered and so it has its own We'll talk about this as we go, but right, that it's got its own category of damage, whereas most damage is what you've just described, right? Like other kinds of damage that happens as the shore, as as an ox or let's say other animals, other property does its regular thing. And I feel like we're going to talk about this much more as we get into the coming DAPIM. But um, I think this is part of why I find Bubba Comet to be so exciting, right? Because... Because it recognizes, you know, practically speaking, not all damage is to be expected. Some kinds of damage is, you know what's going to happen if you don't take precautions against it. So let's make sure that negligence, and this is what you started to mention, right? That negligence is not, is not a risk to another person's property. And that's incumbent upon us, like that level of responsibility. We're not expected to protect against the crazy never heard of kind of experience.
1: Right, and I think that's what's, really comes through here particularly you see it through the first mishnah is that the idea is is that if you know these are things that cause damage in regular everyday life the attitude isn't like okay it caused damage so like nobody's at fault instead the idea is if you're an owner of such an object then it's your obligation to make sure that it doesn't cause the damage that you know it's at risk of causing
0: Right, exactly. I, in a very not good parallel, right? Like when you park your car on a hill, make sure you put an emergency brake. I mean, uphill on a on a hill, right? Yeah,
1: I, I think that is a good parallel, right? Like in other words, you know the, the in other words, the damager is responsible. The owner of any of these items is responsible, sort of, for damage that we know could potentially happen. And I think that gives us like a very different way of framing, like what is our civic responsibility right to other people that we sort of have to go above and beyond to say, if we know something has the potential to cause damage, it's our responsibility to protect others within our sphere and make sure that that doesn't happen. Now, some of the discussion that we're going to see is what if it's on the, da- the owner's property? What if he brings his object into the damaged property? Like These are the things that will impact some of our understanding about it and you know some of the parameters of how we understand when you actually need to pay damages.
0: Right, exactly, and of course, this is the rationale for why we make the owner of the property that has caused the damage to pay. Right, because if if it's a kind of thing that's an act of God, then you're not expected to pay. But if you could have done something to prevent it from happening, and you were negligent, well, that's that's how you incurred the obligation. We'll see this, as I keep saying, you know, as our as we move our way through the the next few topics.
1: Well, that's our DAP discussion for the day. Rank us, review us on all major podcasts. Thank you to Reverend Michelle Farber for hosting us on the Hydra website. Let us know what you thought about this DAP on our Talking Time on Facebook page. And until tomorrow, go and learn.